on today's podcast, I'm just going to call her the queen of abundance, the queen of manifestation, the queen of knowledge bombs, one-liners, and practical tips and tools to put into your life immediately to align yourself, to manifest your vision, your dreams with like tactical advice on how to do it. And we talked about how she went from being $25,000 in debt to walking onto Wall Street to become a trader and feeling so out of integrity because she was in debt that she started pursuing her passion online and was out of debt six months later and is now a multiple six-figure year entrepreneur. Uh, How she went from a lemonade stand to Poshmark, from Poshmark to the law of attraction to her business. How once you taste the power of true authenticity and transparency, you'll never go back. Do you use the power of blank space time? Do you have a relationship with your relationship with money? And one of the most powerful reflection questions that I'm going to work on today because it landed is if money was in a relationship with you, what would it say? Plus about a thousand more takeaways in today's episode. So I'm going to stop bumping my gums because this one's loaded with value. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. And today, uh, we have a gift. We have a gift of this incredible woman who I had the absolute pleasure of meeting in Santa Monica and spending three days ago. But she was kind of like my plant in the room as well because every single thing I said she agreed with, then she said it and I agreed. And I was like, you're my people. You're my person. I love it. And so today she is on the podcast to share her genius, her zone of genius, her wisdom, and her story of how she went from $25,000 in debt to paid off in six months by building an aligned business, manifesting it with her dreams, and operating from this place of love and abundance and having a difference and making a difference in the world while being fully in control of her destiny. And I'm sure we're going to get into some of that today. So today, so I can hear it one more time. Can you pronounce your name for everybody so I hear it and they all hear it too? Julia Guerreri. Julia Guerreri. It's the Guerreri part that gets me. Julia Guerreri is here today and we are going to dive into it. So Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, George. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm honored. I'm like, let's go. Let's get into it. And so we might as well just kind of like take the band-aid off and start with like, okay, where'd the debt come from? How'd we get there? And then where were you like, okay, easiest way out. Let's go be an entrepreneur, uh, which I love by the way. And thanks for taking that leap, but give us the story. Absolutely. So I graduated college and the day that I graduated, I got this letter in the mail saying that I had about seven or eight loans and I was 25K in debt. I'm like subsidized, unsubsidized. What the heck do these words mean? And in a few weeks, I was about to go start my first full-time job on Wall Street as a financial advisor. So let alone did I have all this debt, it was literally 24 hours after I had graduated and left my campus. 
And now I have this massive imposter syndrome of how am I supposed to be a financial advisor if I'm in debt? So working this job on Wall Street was my dream for so long. You know, I went to college, got a four-year degree, and everyone's like, where are you working after college? And I actually graduated a semester early because I knew kind of that I had some debt. And this is also why I'm so transparent about money is because growing up, I didn't really have that same transparency, which is how I ended up being in debt because there wasn't great communication of, okay, these are the loans we're taking out. This is how much you're going to have. It was kind of like, yeah, there'll be some debt. And then I have this massive burden on me. Now, when I started working this job, it wasn't everything that everyone made it out to be, right? It wasn't what I thought. And I come from a background, both my parents are entrepreneurs. They're both immigrants from Italy. They own a mom and pop bakery in Long Island. Just my dad's now, but that's really how their journey started. And what I realized through this experience was that I had attracted this into my life. So regardless of what were the circumstances and how did this happen, it was way more of like, what is the energetic frequency that I'm on to be a person who's in debt, to attract this kind of debt into my life? So I did what I knew. And although I was working my full-time job, I was only getting paid about $300 a week. And I was commuting three hours a day. So an hour and a half into the city, an hour and a half home. From Jersey? And Long Island. Long Island, got it. Oh, Long Island to Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing the thing, right? I finished early, so none of my friends were home. And then the pandemic hits. Mm. And then once the pandemic hit, I was like, I'm going to double down on paying off this debt. And what I had been doing for years was selling my clothes on Poshmark, which is secondhand reseller platform. And I kind of always had this entrepreneurial kick to me. Like I was always the kid who wanted to have a lemonade stand. And I was always into doing anything that you could do to make money on the side. So I started reselling my clothes on Poshmark and simultaneously discovered the law of attraction and manifestation. So what I did was I combined my spiritual practice with my purebred entrepreneurship skills, and I created an Instagram account called Shop by Julia. And I did what I knew, which was social media, because I always loved Instagram. And I started building an organic community. I had less than a thousand followers. And what I would do is I would drive the traffic from my Instagram account to my Poshmark store. And within six months, I paid off my debt. Wow. Amazing. I have so many questions, so many questions, because that is not where I thought it was going to go. So first, I just want to applaud you uh, and acknowledge you for a minute on your integrity. Um, You know, you breezed through it pretty quickly when you were telling the story, but I, I feel like it's probably one of the core principles and reasons that you've able been able to achieve what you've achieved and kind of do what you do is because of your integrity. And you said that, like, how could I go be a financial advisor when I was $25,000 in debt, when a lot of people in that world continue to accrue debt to show a status and fake it till they make it until eventually, unfortunately, they take advantage of other people and profit off that misrepresentation. And so, I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge you publicly for that Thank you. because I, I feel like that's a 
that is the best way to describe in essence my experience of meeting you and talking to you. And that's what it feels like. It's just so integrous and so present and so there. And so uh, I just wanted to to thank you for that. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And before I start getting into those questions, you said a couple of things early on in the story, and I wanted to see what you meant about them. So when you were talking about in the very beginning, in that story, in that lens about walking away, you also said that's why you're so transparent with money. What did you mean by that? Does that mean like in your content and what you're teaching? Like, I'm just curious. Yeah. So in my content and what I'm teaching for sure, because the way that I grew up was, like I said, I have immigrant parents and they've always done the best of their ability. But I realized that that instilled a lot of scarcity, a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of this like money doesn't grow on trees mindset. Mm. And a lot of this, oh, I have to hold on to everything that I have. And a lot of people are living like this. And one of my core pillars in content that resonates the most with people is money mindset. And I think it's been this wildly amazing evolution of my brand is actually me healing my relationship to money Mm. through helping other people do the same and being like, okay, you know, I, I grew up in a comfortable family, but it wasn't anything crazy. And yes, you know, I had a house and I had all these things and, you know, my mom had my back and things like that. But it was like, once you graduate college, you're on your own. And I never wanted to sacrifice my lifestyle or the things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. My mindset was always, well, I can just make more money. Like money's abundant. And I want to show other people that that's possible too. You don't need to limit yourself. You can have anything that you desire. But if you don't believe it for yourself, then it's never going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to unpack that in a minute because that's juicy uh, and I love it. Uh, on a lot of different reasons. And so also when you say that too, I think to kind of paint the picture, I kind of want you to build a bridge for me to kind of today, right? So you paid off the debt, 25K out of debt, uh, created your Instagram using law of attraction, created connections, community and touch points, added value in some way, shape or form and then utilize that attention that was built on a solid foundation to send them over to your Poshmark, which is what got you out of debt. So where are we today in the evolution of kind of your brand and your business so that we have an accurate picture of kind of like what you're doing today and how you're serving the world today? Because it'll help me put some pieces together. Absolutely. So with the Poshmark account, I actually never talked about manifestation. Okay. I just talked about like some mindset, like inspirational boss babe kind of stuff. Okay. But the reason why I did the separate account for my Poshmark was because I was too afraid to post on my personal account. Mm. Now, once I paid off my debt and I actually shared that story on my personal account, it was the first post that blew up among my friends and family. That's when I was like, maybe I should start doing this social media thing on my personal account. So I said, let me go over to TikTok. It was early, early 2020. And, or sorry, late 2020. And I was like, well, nobody knows me on here. My friends and family don't follow me. I'm just going to draw from a blank slate. I saw what I did with this Poshmark thing. What about if I actually built a brand around being myself? Because the original vision was to be an influencer. I just wanted to post lifestyle and fashion and travel and just kind of general things. And then I was reading a lot on TikTok and 
seeing people just kind of do these out of the box things. And I was like, well, what about if I just try something so against everything that I stand for? And kind of like I was, I was doing mindset and manifestation work behind the scenes. I was not telling anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about if I just post something on TikTok? No one even knows me here. I could just post something. And I just gave myself that freedom to explore that. So I posted something that you would only understand if you knew what manifestation was, if you were into spirituality. And the post blew up. Mm-hmm. It got like 80,000 views in a couple hours. And I was like, whoa, I did not know other people would know what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. I put this on my Instagram. My family sees it. They're going to be like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> so I thought it was really interesting. And I just kept going. And I built this whole brand on TikTok on mindset and manifestation. And once I saw that people were liking I was helping people. Mm-hmm. Then I brought it over to Instagram and I kind of just knocked out any of that imposter syndrome and that fear of failure because I was like, I have my people on TikTok. I bet I could find my people on Instagram too. Well, and and I would venture to say, and, and this is a very leading question, but I, I feel like it, it deserves the merit of being asked that in that lens now, when when that confidence was instilled and you kind of got the taste of what it tastes like, feels like, and what that experience is like when you're rewarded for standing in your truth, like authentically and in your power, Mm -hmm. that when that alignment happened, that probably everything from your creativity and self-expression just got a whole lot easier, felt more in alignment, and probably kind of felt like you found another gear and another level. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find... I find, and and I'd be actually curious to hear your thoughts on this because I've had, you know, a few of those moments in my life, but primarily in my entrepreneurial career that were like very defining moments that, that in the moment felt like was committing career suicide um, or Mm -hmm. life suicide or relationship. Like the consequences were so grave. Um, but I had those moments and I remember like the first one and I was like, all right, that was the moment. And then now I'm getting more and more and more of them too. They're just less large. They tend to be more, uh, less intense, right? With less modulation. But I'm, I'm finding now that kind of the more I've come into alignment, the more space exists for me to explore other areas and explore my creativity and my growth. And I'm finding that I'm hitting these points a lot more frequently. Have you found that at all for yourself? Definitely. And in the beginning, right? So I was building this brand on the weekends and at night while I was working this job on Wall Street. Yeah. So it came back that imposter syndrome where it's like I was living two different lives it felt like. It's like mindset and manifestation, Julia, and certified financial advisor, Julia. Yep. And then I kind of came at this standstill and it was like, which direction are you going to go down? And I had this intuitive feeling of, I'm going to go down the path that maybe isn't guaranteed, but I know who I am. And no matter what, I'm always going to be me. Yep. And the more I work this job, the more I live out of alignment with who I truly am and what I truly desire. And I'm not going to be rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be rewarded for pursuing work that helps people that is already doing well. It's just that trust with yourself of do I trust myself to go down the less trusted path in society? Mm. Yeah. Time to start unpacking this one because this is perfect. And 
Uh, I know in a couple of minutes we're going to probably unpack money mindset, but I, I feel like mm-hmm. that inflection point of your story is so relatable to so many people where they're in this place in their life where they have this awareness that what they are doing doesn't feel aligned or in the direction of where they eventually want to end up and want to go. And I know for me, I I unfortunately set up, you know, a basically track home neighborhood for myself in that space that I just kept living in. And I would get a taste of clarity, right? Or a taste of intuition, but I didn't have the confidence enough or know where to start. And so that evidence actually kind of created more turmoil because I, I lacked action. Now that's not an issue because I know what to do, but I remember those sticking points and, and I feel like it's so relevant for so many people and you, you talk about it so eloquently. You're like, oh yeah, I got this intuitive hit and I know that this was going to lead me here. And I was like, oh, Julia, yeah, that's what it felt like when my whole world was ending and I felt like my whole life was over if I made the wrong decision. Like, ah. So like, yeah. w- what are some of the things that people can do to like look for or create space or practices to try or you know, experiences to create that maybe give them a path or direction with a tool set that they have, but might not have used in a while or forgot how to use to start building that confidence and bringing that clarity. Like, I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Definitely. So I always say blank space time. Mm -hmm. If you are in a situation and you don't have the answer, don't go out looking for it. Look for it within. Because if you're overstimulated, there's so much noise, this business person saying, do this strategy, do this thing, and you just feel this insane chaos, Preach. foot on the brakes, chill the fuck out, and just sit with yourself because the answers come through silence. They do not come through more noise. I'm just going to let that marinate for everybody because listen... I get that this is my podcast, and if you're a subscriber of mine, I'm like your spouse who tells you to do things, and then you hear them, but you don't do them. But then when somebody else tells you, you're like, that's the greatest idea ever. And then I don't take offense to that anymore, but I want you to hear what she just said. And she said, blank space time, blank space time. When I tell you that I require you to have a stillness practice every day, And when things feel overwhelming, that I want you to go into your body, not away from your body, and create space to allow the feelings to come so you can reflect and get through to start to look for the clarity. When I tell you to turn off the pressure and the noise because the world around you is tainting your clarity and diluting it because of all the pressure, because it's demanding your attention, which is heightening your emotions and making it even harder to process what is at your fingertips. And so to summarize it down, I told you that the most powerful relationship is the one that people neglect the most, which is the one you're guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. And no matter which way you slice it, no matter which way you try to hide from it, no matter which way you try to run from it, there will come a point where it's just you and your thoughts and you can't get away from them. And so the fastest path is to proactively choose them, explore them, Go read your owner's manual. It's trying to tell you something, but just give it the space. Like check out page 27 and see what the check engine light says in that space. Sorry, Julia. I had to go on a soapbox and preach for a minute about that one. Um, I love it. And the, the only reason I say that is because like every critical moment in my life, 
at every critical junction point that has ever led to a positive decision has always come from me being willing to sit with the discomfort, with the feelings, and with the lack of clarity, not with an agenda, but until I sat with it long enough that it cleared itself up. And in that patience of that clarity, it has led me to like the strongest decisions of my life. And so that is like one of the most profound things that you could have said. I love that. And that's why I know people have different opinions on morning routines. But for me, it's like that one practice that I do every morning, doesn't matter if it's morning, if it's 6pm, if it's 2am, no matter what I'm going through, I have something in my toolbox that I can go back to. So even if I did my meditation for 10 minutes, write three sentences of gratitude and three affirmations. It may sound silly, but doing it every day has given me something to connect to so strongly that when shit hits the fan in the business and this happens and this happens and you're like, this is the worst day of my life. You're like, oh, I can just go back and do this one 30 minute thing. And that's going to recenter me. That's my thing. Yes, so I think yeah. everybody needs to find what is my thing yep. that I can lean on when I need it and have this toolkit. And it's not another person. It's not a social media app. Nope. It's you and you, like you said, it's just you and your relationship to self. What is your thing? And if you don't know yet, go explore and go find it. Yep. Yep. And that's, and that's really a powerful point that you just made, Julia, that I want to remind everybody of a lot of the times when we feel out of control or get disconnected from that thing that matters, right. Or to that grounding practice and and our reactivity takes over. Um, when that happens, we, we can feel so out of control and feel so overwhelmed. And because of the lack of clarity, be like, well, where do I go? I don't know where to go. But I want to bring point to this because this was one of the biggest things that I took away from this five years ago when I had these breakthroughs is that my new method to get into action was then just intentionally setting a timer and then saying, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm going to ask myself if it's clear or I'm going to be okay that it's cloudy and just say, I'm going to go sit with the cloudiness. And what I was doing was protecting the action, not trying to overanalyze or overruminate because truthfully, and and Julia alluded to this, what she also talked about was, was understanding how the wedge of her autonomic nervous system works. And when you are triggered, your emotions take over and you can't think clearly. So if there is not a plan in place, or we teach this on the podcast, Julie, I just did an entire month on it, the SOS method, or a method in place to get you back into alignment or into what matters, then the emotions will take over and you will be stuck. But in those moments when you can recognize that it's a trigger and you can shrink your world to something that you can control, And that thing that you can control, you have clarity on that when you do it, it's aligned to your vision, it's aligned to your mindset, it's aligned to your values, it's aligned to your goals. Then all you have to find is the one little thing that you can commit to for one minute, two minutes, and four minutes. And when you finish eating that bite, you check in again or you take another bite. And that is how you protect your momentum because the feelings are going to remain. And you can't get rid of them. You can't make them go away. You can't dissipate them. You have to. Even if you try. Even if you try. And the harder you try, the more they stick. And so as my son's favorite book, Bear Through the Woods, says, you can't go under it. You can't go over it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. Yeah. But the moment you're willing to acknowledge that they're there and you say, wow, 
I'm having a lot of anxiety and I feel like disconnecting on YouTube and you have that awareness, you've already won the game because it's not about changing them. It's not about making them go away. It's about acknowledging them and saying, oh, I see you. I got it. But because I see you, I have the choice to allow you to take over the driver's seat, taking me further away from what I want, or I can choose any one of these one things that pattern interrupt me so that that behavior is not a default. And maybe I still end up in that behavior, but I have a new awareness and a shorter gap. Maybe I end up in that behavior, but I was in it for 10 minutes instead of two hours. Maybe I end up in that behavior and I was like, I don't like this behavior anymore. But either way, the practicing of flexing that muscle over and over is what changes our awarenesses and allows these things to happen faster and faster and faster. And so I just want to give more credo to what Julia said because it is so powerful. Thank you so much. I, I could not agree more with that. Yeah, we we are. This is why we were so aligned when we talked. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we're we're peeps. Like we, we are peeps. So, yeah, I think I, I mean, I'm like. When you were in Santa Monica, I'm like, everyone thinks he's a business coach. I'm like, uh-huh. no. <laughs> he's more than that. You know what's funny is like in every audience, there's normally one. And it was you there. And then I went to Salt Lake City and gave a keynote to a thousand people on customer journey. And the guy's mom, uh, the guy who was running the event, Keaton, his mom came up and she is a trauma psychologist of like 38 years. Yeah. And she came up and pulled me aside and she's like, that was good. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, don't tell me. And I was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, we're about to geek out about this for like four hours. Yeah. Uh, and we did. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really funny. So, okay. So now I want to I tie this together because I think this is so powerful. And I, I think we could both agree that foundationally, one of the first steps to anybody being in alignment, heightening their awareness, uh, tuning in their frequency, which we'll talk about in a second, to what they want starts from having this integrous relationship with self and time and space to be able to explore those things. And so earlier you were talking about how when you were leaving your job and and stepping into your power and coming over to this side, how you realized that the energy or the frequency that you were tuned into on Wall Street was that of scarcity. It was that of not Mm -hmm. enough. It was that of lack and that that was not going to get you what you wanted. And you had to kind of tune into this frequency of abundance and developing this abundant mindset and this money mindset, which obviously has unraveling and stories and things like that. But even in the beginning, I think what would be helpful for everybody is like, let's even break down like what tuning into a frequency means and looks like. I think that's a good place to start. So I think the first thing that everyone should look at, and in the least fancy terms, is what are the thoughts that you have playing on repeat? So when I was in debt, my thoughts were, it's hard to make money. This job is really limiting. I'm only ever going to make this amount of money. And I felt very stuck. I vividly remember staying up one night scrolling on Google, how to make money online, how to pay off my debt fast. And I was really in this vicious cycle of scarcity. And what you have to do is truly become so self-aware that you find out where your own roadblocks are and where you're standing in your own way. Because everybody on this earth is meant to do amazing things. Abundance is your birthright. I really, truly believe that. 
And I believe that everyone is really here to live an amazing and beautiful life. And if you feel that you're anywhere off from that, it's really about looking within and asking yourself, how am I standing in my own way of that? So like the way that I explain it is, right, a tree is going to grow, right? You're going to, a tree is going to grow over time. It's just a natural thing that's going to happen in nature. That's the same thing with your success and your abundance. But since we're people with brains and logic, the logic can stand in the way of the natural processes that are supposed to happen. So if you knew that abundance was your birthright, how differently would you act? And I remember having to make that shift because someone who's in debt and someone who's successful, very different frequency. And I wasn't like in debt the next day earned my first six figures. It took time, but it was those little shifts that when I was in debt, I never said I'm in debt. I always said, this is chapter one of the book. This is going to be my greatest success stories, right? And evidence of that is I have so many pictures and videos of my Poshmark journey because I knew it was just step one. Mm -hmm. And having that self-awareness that like, this is going to make great content. This is going to be my greatest success story. This is my story. And really imagining and envisioning that like your life is a movie and someone's coming around with the camera for the documentary at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to I wanna have you expand upon one point that I think is very valid and important for people to understand because so much power and I am 100% in agreement with everything you said about having this very deep, integrous self-awareness around your relationship with money and with abundance in general, abundant relationships, abundant friendships, mm-hmm. abundant money, all of those things. But what I think is important to talk about is what self-awareness is not. And self-awareness is not seeing those things and having fault, blame, guilt, or shame. It's not saying, oh, look, okay. blank here, or I'm so bad because of this, or yeah, of course, that's my relationship with it, blah, blah, blah. No, this is about having a integrous current state with the facts and not the feelings. Because when you have an awareness of what's actually there without the charge, that is the first step. Because most people have a awareness of where they want to go, but you cannot get somewhere until you actually know where you are. And you can't know where you are if there's emotions charged with it. And so part of this process when you're identifying these areas is some of them are going to be easy. You'll realize behaviors and habits like, oh, that's silly. I picked that up from my mom or, oh, that's silly. I picked that up from a friend. But there's going to be other ones that have deeper endowment and deeper roots in a wound that are around like for me, for example, like I don't have one memory in my entire childhood of ever having a meal with my family at a table ever, Mm. not once. That is interesting because in my life with two kids and a wife, that is played out to the point where I've even made stories about it. And so that wound has taken, you know, 10 plus years of even living in a container to witness it. And so the charge on that one is a lot greater, but it took me a couple of years to realize that I wasn't bad and wrong and that I wasn't doing this out of ill intent and that I had to be okay with it. And so I just wanted to bring that awareness to everybody. And if you have any thoughts to add on that, Julia, I just think that that's an important concept. Absolutely. We all have our own stuff, right? We all have our own triggers and we all have things that are going to trigger us more than others. And I think that's where it's really important to take that accountability. And the first thing that I thought of was, I remember this time 
it's actually a couple months ago, and I was having these really scarce thoughts. And I realized that my deepest wound in terms of money mindset and life in general was this feeling that I was not safe. Like this feeling that I never have enough money that's going to make me feel safe because there was times where I had more money in my bank account than ever imagined. And I felt more scarce than when I was in debt. And that's when I realized that it has nothing to do with the number in the bank and everything to do with the feeling. So I remember this one time I was at Whole Foods and I was food shopping and the bill was like $80, right? And I was getting these scarce limiting beliefs of like, I spend too much money. I spend too much money on groceries. Oh my God. And you don't even cook because you're so tired from working and like the stories. And then I looked at it from an outsider's perspective and I'm like, you're so silly ego. Like you're so silly. I can't believe that you think that that's, that's not true. And I totally just shifted that energy. And I realized I was my inner child. And that was growing up, looking in the fridge and my mom saying, we waste so much food. All we do is eat out, right? Those beliefs that start to come up. We waste so much money. I'm tired of wasting money, right? It starts playing when you're, I'm getting the chills. You're at the checkout at Whole Foods and you're in your 20s and you're like, holy shit. Yep. And you you neutralize it. That's what it is. And you say, this is silly. And you choose the next best feeling thought of this is not my truth. I am abundant. Abundance is my birthright. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to my stuff that I teach, that I teach other people. What would I do if this was a client? The next day I had a $10,000 day client paid in full for a high level coaching container. Yep. And so earlier, this is this is like we land this plane so good, Julia. We got to do this more. <laughs> we're gonna end up doing an event together, and we're just gonna fireside the whole time. I I'm, here. I'm here for that. Hey, if you guys want that, DM us both on Instagram and tell us to do it because we'll do it. Um, Please. But earlier, what I asked you was like, you know, where does this awareness begin, and what even is the reticular activating system? And at the very end of that, what you talked about is it in general. And so, to land this plane for everybody listening, when when you think about you know, these narratives and these stories that are playing, right? There's evidence from our life and from our past that we have running from our childhood, from our paradigm, socioeconomics, church, school, teachers, uncles, kids, friends, like they don't have to be big moments. They can be little moments, but we develop this program that influences how we view the world. But then we start to live our life. And in living our life, We've had many other experiences and many positive things that have happened that are corroborating evidence on the other side. Challenge becomes when there's not an awareness of the narrative and story, you are living in your sympathetic nervous system when it happens, which is fight or flight, which means all of your focus gets tunnel vision on only finding evidence that will keep you alert because your body is tricking you into survival. And so what Julia was talking about is when knowing that these stories and these patterns are going to arise and they're going to rise anywhere from one to a million times a day is that Mm -hmm. no matter what they're guaranteed because they're part of being a human being. And so if we know they're coming, then why aren't we preemptively planning to help mitigate them? And so by practicing our activating your reticular activating system or tuning into the frequency of the things that you want, Well, then in those moments, you have evidence or a place to go to remind yourself of a different thought or a different belief or a different feeling, whether that's writing affirmations in your phone that are the background of your phone, whether it's recording an audio to yourself 
from your future standing in your power and listening to it every 45 seconds. Whether it's having three of your closest friends who know your goals and know your soul who hold you accountable and all you text them is a code word and they know exactly what it means and what to tell you. There are numerous, numerous ways to do that. And if you look at your environment when you're in those moments, all you want is the ability to pause for one second to choose to look for evidence in a different place. And that's what we're talking about when we're saying, how do you tune your reticular activating system? And I can tell you right now that if you gave me your phone in under two minutes without asking you one question, I could tell you the thoughts that you were having and the feelings that you were having based on the time you spent on Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube, and looking at your history for the last seven days. And so we have to recognize that what we believe to be true isn't necessarily our fault because it was the world that we were raised in and grew up in. That is part of the human experience. But when you have an awareness of it and you have the the guts and the confidence to say that you want to live this dream life and live in abundance, well, that means you have a responsibility to own it and start unraveling it piece by piece to work on changing that narrative and changing that story from that place of responsibility to be in alignment with what you have. And when we're in that place, we're constantly choosing, is this behavior moving me closer? Is this behavior moving me there? Is this thought supporting my vision or my goals? Or if not, And in the if nots, our job is to catch it. We don't catch them all, but when we catch it, it's make an adjustment. And so that's what I mean when I say tuning in your reticular activating system. Is it writing statements? Is it when you wake up and have a bad thought, write it on a piece of paper and then fucking cross it off and write a new belief. I do do this all the time. I burn letters. I burn words. I say say cancel out loud in the middle of podcasts. (laughs) But it's then having the discipline to hold yourself accountable to what your soul truly wants and being willing to make that choice. And that's the practice. And it's just choosing it over and over and over again until it becomes a choice by default. And then you have awarenesses of new stories and new narratives and new beliefs that you get to work on again. And that's the human experience, something like that. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. I could not agree more with what you're saying. Yeah. So I feel like when when you mentioned earlier your your concept and one of the things that you 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 utilize and you talk so openly about is this like money mindset, right? So like what are we missing in the money mindset? Like give us the summary, give us the overview. Cause I feel like we've hit some parts, but I want your your kind of like beautiful, eloquent wrapping design yeah. of it. I love that. So I always say money mindset is your relationship to money. So your relationship to money is most likely your relationship to all other things in your life. So something unique that I share as well is I have no doubt in my mind that I met my boyfriend right after I paid off my debt because I was healing my relationship to money as well as I was healing my relationship to romantic partners and to love and later to myself and my body and really seeing how it's all connected. And that was a really big part for me because for so long, it was like I had this story of, you know, men are shit and they're out to get me and like all these stories, right? Because of what we're raised into, what we see in our life and things like that. And that's when I realized it's all connected. So coming back to the question of money mindset, what is it? Is how do you feel about money? And the way that you can answer that is if money was in a relationship with you, what would money say about you? Oh, that's a what would money one. have to say? 
And when you think about that, it's like, would money say that you're constantly gripping on like a pesky boyfriend and they are texting you all the time and they're calling you and they're saying, don't run away or I'm scared you won't be there. Well, that's how you're going to be an energetic match in your life. So we're all a mirror. So what are you right back to the frequency? What are you aligning to? So if you have this fear that money is going to not be there and you have this fear that it's all going to go away, it's all going to disappear, money feels that way about you too and is running in the other direction. Yes. That is one of the best questions I've ever heard anybody ask or say around your relationship with money. If money was in a relationship with you, what would she say? And I say she on purpose because the feminine's a lot more honest and and, and really thorough with their feedback. So <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'd say even to collapse and close a loop from very early on in the podcast where we were talking about using the power of blank space time, that in that time, and this is one of those ways to collapse all the overwhelm when you don't know where to go or what to do, you use that space to intentionally try to find the next step. And I think one of those big thinking times and one of those moments for people to reflect on, no matter where you are in your stage of business, whether you're becoming an entrepreneur, whether you're making seven figures a year, nine figures a year, a billion dollars a year, this just like life and humans, we grow every day, we evolve every day. And so does our relationship with money. And so one of those prompts and one of those things that I utilize in my reflection a lot is this question or a semblance around it. So give yourself, as Keith Cunningham calls in The Road Less Stupid, thinking time. Put it in your calendar, set a 30-minute block, and say, you know what? That's mm-hmm. my money thinking time. And write on the top of a piece of paper, if money was in a relationship with me, what would she say? And just allow yourself the space with no agenda, with nothing to gain, to just explore it, to write it down. Things that you notice, things that you say, things that you see, things that bother you. The obligation to yeah. feel like you always have to pay for every meal or Even though nobody asks you, you get upset thinking they are assuming they're going to and you pull out your credit card, but yet nobody does it, right? Like it shows up everywhere. And the more aware of it we are, the more power we give ourselves. Because like I said earlier, at this point in my life, and I feel like I've lived hundreds of them, I think I can delineate down. 25 years of therapy and more plant medicine journeys and breathwork journeys and consciousness journeys than you can imagine to basically awareness is the finish line. And so the Mm, more you explore, the more awareness you have. And the more awareness you have, the more of those moments that are triggers or behaviors that are not tuned into the right frequency become in your presence. And because you're aware of them, you now have the ability to choose. Do I change the thought? Do I change the word? Do I change the action? And I truly believe that's the goal. I think that that's, for me at least at this point in my life, Julia, like in the reflection I do and the success that I've had, like I think that's the healthiest relationship I've ever had with it because change is inevitable. Every day is completely different. The circumstances are different every day. My patterns change. My behaviors change. My awareness has changed. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just in this constant curiosity. I'm like, oh, there it was again. Oops, didn't mean to say that. Oops, sorry. That was not a good (laughs) thought, babe. And it's like this, it's almost like this running joke in our house now, but it's how I live everywhere. And yeah, so that's how I would describe it. I love (sighs) that. And that's when I you know, clients will come to me all the time and be like, Julia, you know, is it my Instagram? Does my Instagram strategy suck? Yes. Uh, is it my sales funnel? 
Uh, did I say the wrong thing in my email? Was it supposed to be 500 words, not 1,500 yes. words? Yes. And I'm like, hello, what are the beliefs that you're having? All of that stuff can be Googled, can be figured out, yes. can be learned. That's that's easy. Yes. What is the beliefs that you have about yourself right now that's creating the block? Wow. Because it's not that all potential new clients fell off the face of the earth and you're the only last person standing. It's that you are sending out an energy and it's consciously or subconsciously being felt on the other side of the screen, whether they know it or not. And that's why it's not working. I want everybody, if that tingled, if that tickled, if that landed, and Julia, get out of my head. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's my self-admission of guilt um, and not in a bad way. I want you to rewind that and listen to that again. And there was so much power uh, and value in that statement alone um, because, you know, one of my former clients is considered the best high ticket closure in the world. And, and he summed this up perfectly for me one day. And he said, do you want to know what the problem that most people have with selling? And I'm like, what? He's like, they don't know what selling is. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, what's selling? He's like, it's just, it's just the transference of energy. Yes. I, oh my God, I got the chills again. I say that all the time. And I think a part of me always knew that was true because I would taste it. And I think every human at some point in their life can think of a moment where everything felt at ease and in grace and effortless. And this moment happened, this abundance showed up, whether it was a relationship, a gift, money, a business, a, a goal or whatever. Um, but no matter how much I tasted it in comparison to the 35 years of evidence of my life on the other side, based on my story and my experiences, I just didn't believe it to be real. And then most of my work and what, what we talked about early on that I acknowledged you for was your integrity. And integrity is the foundational requirement for authenticity. And authenticity is the foundational requirement to show up in a space unattached that allows that energy to actually go create a result. And so I harp on this all the time that, you know, people talk about morning routines. They talk about, you know, what they're doing, the boxes they're checking, what time they're looking at getting up. And I'm like, but you're missing the point. The thing that I notice is that someone's success is directly proportionate to the amount of time they spend alone. And I, I, love that. I remember you saying that. And I think that when we really dive into it is what that alone time allows us is to get an awareness of our current state. And then in that current state, when we eliminate the fault, the blame, the guilt, and the shame, we can see where we're out of integrity. And when we see when we're out of integrity and then we change our actions and our thoughts and our words to become in integrity, we are expressing ourselves authentically. And then in that moment, that same Instagram post, that same video clip, that same keynote, that same podcast that didn't work last week, if you do it again, I'd be willing to bet my life nine out of 10 times that it works better. And I have found that to so be true. true every single time. And it's simple to understand. It is not easy to execute, but it is one of those things that the more you taste it and the more you see it, the more you realize that this game is about eliminating the things that get you ungrounded and out of that space and then finding recovery points that get you right back on track when you catch yourself out. And that's, in my opinion, the goal. 
I love that. And it reminds me so much of this experience that I had in business where I had a near $0 launch because I was so out of integrity with what I was doing because I was trying to copy paste these courses I had bought, scarcity marketing, fake countdown timers, not really feeling the vibe, but I was like, well, if this person's successful, then I must be successful, right? Like my logic brain, I can just follow it step by step. And I spent so much time trying to just do it so perfectly that I had over 2000 people signed up for a webinar, five people signed up for the paid program, one paid in full, never responded to any of my emails. Uh, Second one, paid some payments and then it defaulted and the other three completely defaulted. So I had one person sign up and they never spoke to me. And I was like, it's me, it's my program, my selling, my everything sucks. And I was like, I just need a break. I need blank space time and I need to figure out who I am because I lost myself in the process of launching this. Two months later, I started working with a business and leadership coach, and it was really all about integrity, finding your voice, because I was so burned from all this, you know, industry standard BS that was messing up everything because everything was fine before that, right? But you get in your own way sometimes that, oh, I need to be better. I need to do something more. I need to scale, right? All these things. Two months later, I launched the same program. Only thing I changed was my energy. I swear. $50,000 launch. And, and you know what, Julia, I, I love these stories and I talk about them often and I share them often. I have a hundred of those for different (laughs) amounts of money and revenue. And I even had one this week, Julia, one this week. And I want everybody hearing this and listening to this, that I used to think it was a joke and I used to discredit it and they would happen and these moments would show up and then I would find evidence to say, oh no, it couldn't have been that. Or because I just kind <laughs> of refused to honestly acknowledge that yeah. I was in control, but not in the way that yeah. made me feel like I had this false sense of comfort or illusion or safety because the actions that were creating the results were not things that I could predict and control and execute like a checklist every day because they required my being. And so once I stopped discounting that these things that were showing up in my life were because somebody felt bad for me or because of blank, I started to lean into it. And now I joke with everybody. I was like, if you looked at my business model on paper, it should be negative millions of dollars in an account, right? Like it shouldn't work. And people are like, I want your model. I'm like, I don't even know my model. I can't tell you why this works. I have no idea where this comes from. Like, like literally four days ago, I was just driving in the car and I was like, oh, I miss my buddy. And my buddy is the CEO of this big company, tech company that I love. And I support their products. I do whatever, but I'm a buying customer. And I had a thought and I saw something I didn't like. And I was like, hey, buddy, I saw this. It's been bothering me. Sorry, it took me so long. Will you just tweak this, this, this? We can jump on a call for 10 minutes. And we did yeah. <laughs> get off the call. And he sends me a text message. And he said, would you be offended if I emailed you an offer for equity in the company today? And I was like, no, send it right over. And that's happened twice this week. And so it's the energy. And so I want to say this to everybody because I get all the same questions as well. I coach six-figure entrepreneurs, seven-figure entrepreneurs, eight-figure entrepreneurs, nine-figure entrepreneurs. It's always the same. Well, it's my email. Well, how many words is this? Is it my subject line? Is it my boom? And I want you to understand that every one of those strategies and tactics has something in common. The same person is executing against those, which means the area 
that requires the most attention is not the tool itself. It's the person holding the tool. And that's mm. the best place to start because the tools are abundant. We can find the answers on Google, ChatGPT, courses, like the internet is loaded with everything you need for free. It's not the information. The seeking of the information is what creates a blind hiding spot that we convince ourselves mm -hmm. we're not in. And that hiding spot is not going to lead us anywhere positive. And so I think that that's a very, Thank very you. important, important thing. But yeah, it's happened twice this week, twice. <laughs> and I'm not surprised because this was actually one of my most viral videos on TikTok. I know we said we're going to talk about TikTok and this went such a Well, guess what? Direction. We're going to, we're going to do podcast part two. <laughs> And yes. we're going to talk about TikTok. TikTok. And in a minute, we're going to land this plane. Um, and then we're going to tell people about your masterclass because I can't wait for people to watch that and check that out. So now go. Um, I was just going to say one of my most viral videos on TikTok was when I talked about, have you, have you ever been thinking about a person and then they randomly call you? Yep. Right? Or you're thinking about a person and then you bump into someone like this past weekend. I, my boyfriend and I went out to dinner and I was like, I just have this intuitive feeling that I'm going to see someone. Or like I thought initially I was like, I feel like a follower is going to meet me in real life. Yep. I was just kind of having this vision and I'm sitting at dinner and I'm right across from this girl I went to high school with. So like maybe it wasn't a follower. Well, she does follow me. So there you go. It ended up happening in the way, but not the way we always think it's going to happen. But it's really about your frequency. And the way that I explain it best is the way that I learned it is – you're like a TV tower, okay? So back in the day when people were watching cable, no Netflix, no Hulu, you're emitting a frequency and there's pictures on your screen. So what about if your mind was a TV tower and you emit a frequency and that's the pictures in your life? So if you're on a frequency that you're not happy with, tune in, tune the radio, tune the TV tower to the frequency that you wanna be on for the pictures you want to appear in the screen of your life. And I will say for everybody that said, yeah, but Julia, how the fuck do I do that? Let me just summarize it down. Pick Andrew Huberman, pick Benjamin Hardy, pick any of the NMCI articles I've read, any of the research papers I've read, any of the conscious people I've read, any trauma therapist I've read, any cognitive behavioral therapist I had. I'm just going to answer the how question for you once and for all right now on how do you change the frequency or adjust the dial when you don't know how to do it. And the one answer that works every single time is you need to get into your physical body and in movement immediately. Whether that is breath, whether that is walking, whether that is changing your environment, whether it's doing air squats, physical movement is your body's natural SOS button to help you regain control in the driver's seat and have an awareness of where you are. This is why everybody talks about the benefits and power of working out. And it is not just for health benefits. We are one of the only mammals that does not have a natural lymphatic drainage system, which means when we get heightened emotions and heightened cortisol and elevated shutdown and we're in full constraint, we are the only animal that has no way to get that out of our body unless we choose to release it. And releasing it means some physical action, rebounding, moving, jumping, screaming, yelling, dancing into your body is there. Go watch National Geographic videos. Trust me on this one. I've studied this for like 15 years. And so I wanted I wanted to say that though, because I, I think it is so powerful, Julie, to remind people like that in these moments we get to tune. And it's not always easy. And I'm I'm gonna be open to everybody right now. Like in my personal life, there's been some atomic bombs in the last two weeks and like 10 of them. Mm. And I'm just laughing every day because I'm like, I get the cosmic joke of this, right? Like I can't control any of this and I'm <laughs> laughing. 
And there have been plenty of times this week alone where I've had awarenesses of these frequencies. And in that moment, I chose to continue in that frequency. But I also chose to forgive myself. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm done with this, right? Something different, something here, different pattern, right? And and I think it's that relationship. And, and this is why on the background of my phone, it's a picture of me at five years old. Because when I'm in those moments and I pick up my phone and I thank my shaman Brad for this, my son is six years old. I could never make my son's emotions wrong or tell him they were bad and wrong or let him beat himself up or have any of the internal thoughts that I'm having. And so that's like my daily, I look at it 300 times a day. So in that moment, when I find those behaviors, when I make those choices, when I walk down that path and I recognize them, that I treat myself like the five-year-old little bundle of love that I am and say, it's okay. You don't have to keep doing it. Just make a different choice. And I think that that's a very important place for people to start. I love that so much. I'm going to go change my phone background today. Yeah, it's uh, my home like screen. My home screen is a photo of me um, at five years old, missing all four of my front teeth. And I remember my, my, <laughs> my favorite song at the time was Alvin and the Chipmunks. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Um, <laughs> and they were bad. They were bad. They looked like chicklets. Oh they looked like chicklets when they came in too. Uh, and then they got knocked, then they got knocked out three times. So, you know. I have oh all those God. stories, but but what's so funny is that's the background of my phone um, on my lock screen. But then when you open my phone, the background is a photo of my wife. But I happened to meet my wife when I was photographing a CrossFit competition. So the moment I met my wife, I actually captured the photo of the moment we met. Oh, I got chills again. And so that's the, wild. Those are my those are my two backgrounds. And you know, I, I I Julia, this this year alone, like in the last three months, I've probably done three or four podcasts on environmental design about and for people who listen to those episodes you know i talked a lot of in function and in energy but really to even add more clarity and clout to it on today's podcast it's really about surrounding myself and yourself with evidence of the right frequency so even when you lose it you're subconsciously reminded and then can consciously look at any single point yeah. at any single time and that's like the background of my phone my family wall over there okay. my poetry there my mission statement there and, and i think for everybody like a lot of people ask how how do i manifest how do i how do i tune in how do i you know change that frequency and, and it starts by making sure that you have the right evidence around you and you've given yourself the space to find it and then you build that in and so i think that that's the first part and so julia i think uh, the second part, and and I think this is kind of perfect because I'm loving everything that you're saying and I want more of it. And I know you have this incredible masterclass on like manifestation. And so can you kind of talk about that? Tell everybody kind of where to find that because I just feel like it's such a good thing to go to. Absolutely. So I'm hosting a free masterclass and it's really about how to create your dream life and business. So what I realized through my journey and talking about manifestation that I was promoting so much, create your dream life. And then it was like, but what does that mean? And what I realized is that my dream life came through building my own business, building my personal brand, building a community driven by a mission and a vision. And I want to teach people how to do that as well. So it mixes together modern spirituality, manifestation, mindset, all the things you're hearing today with the business strategy and support. And the reason where this masterclass and my signature program, which is also in alignment with what I'm saying, the Conscious Creator Academy, it's all about that 
you can't have too much just mindset and you can't have too much just strategy. So what about if instead you found the balance and you came in the middle and you balanced the masculine and the feminine to build your dream life, to build your dream business? Because the reason why I created this program, like I said, was there were times where I was too much in the masculine, too much in the strategy and no mindset. Cause I was like, I don't know, maybe the mindset thing doesn't work. Maybe the morning routines don't work. And then there were times where it was too much of the mindset. And it was like, I'm just going to believe in myself. And then you sit around all day and you do nothing because you're like, I believe in myself. Right. <laughs> so what about if you could come in the middle and you could do both and you could infuse the two together. Mm. And that's how I've been able to create my dream life. I've coached hundreds of women around the world on doing this as well and really helping empower them to realize that you're made for more. You are not put on this earth to live in scarcity, to live on a hamster wheel. My podcast used to be called Break Out of the Matrix. Like, don't live in this matrix. Like, you are so made for so much more. And I really want to show people the path to that through entrepreneurship. I love that so much for so many reasons. So where is the easiest place for people to find that through your Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram, you could check the link in my bio, but you can always DM me. My DMs are open. I learned a lot from George about how important it is to spend <laughs> your time in your DMs. And I will never complain about getting DMs again because I realize that that is the core of my business and my life. And this is what I've I've always wanted and I have it and I'll never take it for granted again after meeting George. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Julia, Julia had the... Uh, <laughs> Maybe the fortunate pleasure of getting trapped in a room with me speaking for four hours straight. So I, I kind of tattooed some, I tattooed some principles pretty aggressively that day. And so, um, Julia, can you tell everybody what your Instagram is and spell it for them? Yes, it's at I am Julia Guerreri, and it's spelled I A M G I U L I A G U E R R I E R I. And I'm sure you'll link it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, as well. we'll we'll link it in the show notes. And for any of you, if you want it even easier, um, if you just shoot me a DM on Instagram that says send me Julia's Instagram or whatever, me and the team will send it right over. We'll make it as easy for Thank you as you we so can. Much. So yeah. And Thank so um, if you go to her Instagram, you can shoot her a DM. She'll shoot you a link to the manifesting masterclass. You can go to her profile. And I highly recommend following her anyways. Her content is absolutely incredible. I know we're going to be doing a show with me on her podcast, which I'm stoked about. And I'm saying this publicly, I will have Julia back uh, for part two. And for part two, I think we hit the what and the why pretty good today. So I say part two, we get into the how and we give some people some tools, some tips, some tricks and things like that. And and, uh, we'll talk about TikTok. We'll talk about all of those things. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. so before we wrap, and I'll give you space at the end for any closing thoughts, but um, I want uh, I want to ask you one question. I'm actually I asked this question to uh, to most everybody, um, but based on our alignment and how you see the world and my experience of you, I am like really excited to hear the answer to this question. So I will prep you for this question. So uh, okay. imagine that everybody listening just got men in black and their memory was erased, right? So the entire hour of us speaking is okay. gone. And in this moment, okay. you have the ability to tattoo wisdom on their soul that they will take with them for the rest of their lives. What would your tattoo wisdom be? You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. Wow. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. See, uh, Julia, I, I talk about this a lot and people probably think I'm joking, but I think I found my retirement plan and I'm like really done being on being like this guy. And all I'm going to do is make a fortune cookie company of all the tweetables and quotes from my podcast, from my incredible friends like you and things that we've heard, because I'm like, we got at least like 5,000 of them done already. So we'll do like a daily fortune cookie and we'll make them like gluten free and full of collagen protein. And we'll make this like, I'm, I'm mapping this out now. So if this happens, somebody remind me of this podcast, but I like have this vision where it could be this physical filling healthy fuel for your body with soul filling words to go with it and it's just like the biography almost or almost the timeline of my entire existence as an entrepreneur with my friends and their wisdom nuggets at different points in their life and these like tweetables that they've dropped over the last like 10 years i think i might do it i love that i'm with it yeah, I don't know what to call it, but uh, you know, soul fortune. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But Ooh, I like that. Soul fortune. Soul food. Yeah, soul food. I feel like that one I'm I'm not gonna get soul food. I feel like I've lost that one. I've lost that one. But so I like soul fortune. I um that was one of the most powerful fortune cookie responses I've gotten. So thank you for that one. And I truly felt that in my as my buddy Kyle said, that gave me gooseies. That's what I call goosebumps now. Mm. So that one, that one hit me Thank in a you. good spot. I'm honored. So, yeah, no, I, really I um, am. and I'm going to do this. I don't ever do this, but I, I mean, I feel like we talked about so many incredible things and I don't even know how we got there, but I'm so glad that we did. And like, I, I feel like my bucket is full and my soul is full, but uh, I'm going to kind of like throw you the ball and let you see if you want to land the plane, any closing thoughts, like I'm going to let you wrap this one up. I just want to say thank you, honestly, for giving me this platform to be able to share these things because truthfully for a while, and I really hope this hits with somebody listening, and I know it will because we're always in the right place at the right time, that for so long, I thought, oh, well, no one's doing it like this. No one's talking about spirituality and business. No one's really doing these things. So I hid this program for years, it feels like. When now I realize that that is my secret sauce and that the highest level and the most successful entrepreneurs are having these thoughts and these ideas and these conversations behind closed doors. So my vision is really to bring it to the table in a non-woo-woo, in a non-witchy way and just really show you that your thoughts do create your reality. And listen, I don't need to have the best strategy. I don't need to have the best email funnels. I can make typos. I'm a human being. I really account 95% of my success due to my mindset and my energetics and 5% on just never giving up and relentlessly executing until it works out. The only way to be successful is to not have a plan B, then plan A must work. Mm -hmm. And because you ended with that, one of my dear friends and incredible humans that I respect more than anybody his name is Bo Eason, and he's one of the most prolific, profound humans ever. But he has a book that is called There is No Plan B for Your A Game. And it is a perfect actual application summary of this entire podcast. And Julia, I would highly recommend you listen or read this book. Because I'm Bo definitely going to. I can't explain Bo's story with the magnitude and gravitude of impossibility at a level that would give it justice based on how he talks about it. So if you guys are listening, 
I just remembered that like I reread that book last year and it is like the application of a lot of this with some incredible evidence and support. And when you ended with that, I was like, I got to say it. I got to say it. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for being so eloquent and grounded and clear and, and valuable. Like this is this has been a gift. Like this filled my bucket. I really, really enjoyed this. So thank you for coming on thank and being so here. Much. Yeah, of course. So uh, for everybody listening, uh, we will officially be doing a part two. I will make sure Ash gets it on the schedule and we bring Julia back for more of this like magnetism, magic, woo-woo. And I'm all woo-woo. So you just get okay with woo-woo because I'm, I'm just a woo-woo pattern interrupt. Bald head tattoos, jack dude. And I'm like, let's do breath work and cry. Woo. Um, but this has been fun. So we'll have Julia back uh, in episode two. And uh, just thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in today. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it hits you for the right reason at the right time. We don't know what it is, but I'd say if it did, take some action from it because this thing was loaded with juicy nuggets. And so this might end up on my like re-listen. And this one's definitely going and they end up wrap up at the year. This will be in the top 10 podcasts of the year. I'm, I'm pinning it now, Julia. So that one was on you. So, so much, for everybody listening, this has been another episode of the Mind of George. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. And I gave you some more evidence of that today. So I'll either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.